Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 538 of the JV Club with my phenomenal guest, comedy legend Judy Gold. Had an amazing conversation with Judy. I just love Judy. I love her energy. I love her candor. Is that, that made me sound like a really smart, didn't it, when I said candor? And then I sounded not so smart when I talked about how smart I sounded. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing well as we uh, sort of march into these uh, holiday seasons or the holiday corridor. As my Sketchfest partner, Cole Stratton, likes to say, shout out to Cole. I hope to see some of you at Sketchfest, by the way. We will be announcing our lineup in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled. And for now, enjoy this episode with the amazing Judy Gold. I feel like I couldn't have asked for a better intro uh, to you as, for me, a person, than you saying this fucking thing. <laughs> Fuck this fucking thing. Oh, my like, God. Uh-oh, Judy's here. Oh, I know. I, I have no frustration tolerance and ADD. So that combination, yeah. not good. Not good. No, no, no. I feel your pain very much. Um and I guess I'm going to just immediately ask like the just lamest question that that I get asked also, which is like, how's your blood pressure? How are you like, are you a person who discovered that about yourself early and used comedy as a way to mitigate the frustrations that we feel on a daily basis? Well, you know, being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult um and, you know, the, my whole life, my mother's like, you're so hyper, Judith, you're so hyper and just you know, you know, forgetting my key, you know, forgetting things, but then also being hyper-focused. So it's, it's, you think there's something wrong with you. Um, then you find out what it is. So that, but then, so that says, oh, I have this, but then there's the third part, which is having compassion for yourself and realizing, this isn't my fault and this is my disease, but I don't have that because I'm just annoyed all the fucking time. And I, you know, it's just, it's awful. It's like, you know, I just, yeah, I, I get so fucking frustrated because it's so annoying. It's like, if I put something down and I'm not like thinking, I'm putting this down here right now, like we're here, then I will spend an hour because I was thinking about what I was doing next, you know, it's just, it's a fucking awful way to live. So, so Elisa, my lover, um, my lover, my lover, um, you know, she is constantly, I mean, she's sympathetic. She says, God, it must be so hard. But then also she just wants to kill herself because <laughs> every time we're going out somewhere, I'm like, oh my God, my phone, my phone, my phone, my phone. And it's like in the stupidest shit place. And it's just awful. And the being late because yeah. you think you have more time than you, it's just awful. Yeah. It's an awful way yeah. to live. <clears throat> well, let me take it a step further and say, and if you've been through this, then you then you know a thousand percent uh, what this is like. But when we have this and then you just go ahead and add dementia of a parent on top of that and then you watch that happen and go oh i'm already there 
Oh, yeah. Like, I'm already, like, that's chill. It's chilling because I'm so afraid of that anyway. And then sort of feeling like whatever, you know, whatever has happening to you now is like, well, that's just a just a small version of that right, anyway. Right, right. So how bad will I be? You know, like sort of going future surfing that. You think you have dementia when you have ADDDDDD. Yes. Because you're like, yes. yes. how did I not remember that? And it's like, because your mind was on to the next thing, you know? Yes. yes. It's just awful, but it's good for being a comedian. But It's very good for being a comedian. You have made it work beautifully. Oh, please. At least in that, in that sliver of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a significant sliver for you. I think though. there's a lot of comedians with ADDDDDDH. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, which is interesting because I mean, I guess that's where the the sort of hyper focus comes in is like right as a person who had like didn't have stage fright, and then at some point when I started having panic attacks when I was twenty, you know that beautiful age where many women in particular but I shout out all of those who have experienced stuff like that that's the point where you're like how crazy am I gonna get because right. this is happening yeah, it's great um and the, yeah and then menopause you're you're I do I hope I'm yeah not, that's that'll I'm, be fun for you. you really I, I would um really look forward to that if I were you I'm really looking forward to it I'm also already in the space and I think again a lot of people are just because of the state of the world today but um the whole sort of like of of the symptom I'm having right now, what of the 25 causes right. can I attribute this to? Is it COVID? Is it fear of COVID? Is it sleeplessness? Is it menopause? Is it family problems? Is it, you know, it's just, it's just sort of like, I know. oh, well, I, it's awful. I, I have I, it's yeah. a, a cornucopia of possibilities, yeah. like yeah. why I should, I could be feeling this way. So good luck diagnosing yeah. that. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. When you were uh, growing, do you have siblings when you were growing yes, up? Yes, I have an older around? brother and an older sister. My brother is exactly five and a half years older than me to the day. And then my sister uh-huh. is four years older than me. Um, okay. They were very tight. Okay. And uh-huh. I was the, um, you know, I was the identified patient in the family. Like everyone thought <laughs> I was fucking nuts and they were all normal and not true. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm abnormal. I mean, yeah. we're all abnormal, but I, you know, I go to therapy. I uh, admit it. I seek help for it. Yeah. But it was, I was so much different than everyone that they were like, you're fucking crazy. Right. And I was like, really? Okay. Doesn't that also, I mean, I I feel like you're implying this, but like, doesn't that also sort of give other people permission to not look at their shit? Like if you have that identified quote unquote patient in the family, it's like, cool, I don't have to look at my stuff. Right. So then they're like, well, we're all like this and you're like that. So it's obviously you. It's like, okay, thanks. Right. Yeah. Has that changed over time? Like as people, as your siblings have gotten older, are they like, you know, it's yes absolutely absolutely and then when your parents die too it's a big it's a big shift with the siblings but yeah Yeah. it's definitely changed yeah so you had the 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 dubious fortune of being the baby being the baby who has two siblings who are much closer right who are very tight and then everybody like so even just being the baby can you can sort of end up absorbing some of that like ugh, this one like this changed everything and like, oh, now and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. My brother want, cried when I was born. He wanted a brother. Yeah. yeah. it w- I'm telling you, it's 
the third, I mean, yes, the baby, there is the whole baby situation. Yeah. Um, but I don't know it, it. Yeah. They were very in their little group. And then it was like, you know, I was the outsider and my mother was depressed. So it's like, I, and mm. I'm just trying to make her feel better. You know, it's yeah. just, it's like generations of trauma and trauma. And now we're, now we're having even more trauma today. Um, so, yes. and that gets passed down from generation yeah. to generation. And I don't know, humor has been my coping mechanism and my weapon, yeah. you know? Yeah. Were you that, were you the kid in class who was cracking wise and not doing well? Or were you both? What was happening? Here's the deal. I was not popular. I was six feet at 13. I was bullied every day called Bigfoot Sasquatch, Orca, whatever. Um, but, orca? Oh, yeah. Orca? I, I don't know. It was constant. Even today, when someone even utters the word Bigfoot or Sasquatch, it's a ping. It's like, yeah. uh, you know. I often, and I tell I was afraid to walk by schoolyards until I was in my thirties and I had children because mm -hmm. I was like, Oh mm -hmm. God, they're going to, and, and when I was, when I would walk down the street in my twenties and I heard people laughing behind me, I always thought, Oh God, they're laughing about me. It's like being humiliated every day. It, it uh, definitely stays with you, but I had a, a this I had agency, you know, like I mm -hmm. I but I have to say in 7th grade was it 7th grade or 8th grade I did win funniest hey. at one point but then I went that was it I don't I think it might have been 7th grade and where was this, just to put it in context? In in New Jersey in Clark, in New, New Jersey. Jersey in a very it's a small town there were no black people there were no black people it was awful i came from elizabeth which was very diverse and then my parents moved to clark because my father worked in trenton my mother was from manhattan and they picked the halfway point they really wanted to go i don't know if it was westfield one of these towns and the realtor said to my father we think you'd feel more comfortable in Clark, Mr. Gold. Whoa. And so because of anti-Semitism, we moved to the this town, but they were racist. So it was like ridiculous. But I was my parents were older and my mother was from Manhattan. So we'd go to Manhattan a lot and we'd come from a diverse town. But, you know, it was I don't know if you ever saw Welcome to the Dollhouse. It reminded oh, me yeah. uh, that that is the town. And that was the, it was there were cliques of people. And my mother would always tell me this is very sort of prophetic right now with what's going on in the world. But she she really constantly told all of us, everyone hates the Jews. People hate us. And the minute you leave the room, they're going to call you a dirty Jew. And and I would be like, oh, Ma, shut up. And, you know, she was right. But so she wanted me to hang around with Jewish people. But they were in this click, this group of girls that was so clicky and cunty. And, you know, I'm six feet tall. I, my parents are older. My 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 mother was born in 1922 and my father was born in 1916 they were very set in their ways which was a good thing i mean 
then I was like, oh my God, so embarrassing. But mm. I had, I was get my grandmother was born in 1896 and she shared a bedroom with me every weekend, you know? And it's like, wow. I grew up with these really amazing values. You know, they would always say, I'd be like, can we get this? Can we, you know, and they'd be like, look, Judith, because they all call me Judith. You know, it, just because they have a nice car or a big house doesn't mean they have money. So you don't need this. Like we had a rotary phone. We had a black and white TV until, you know, it, they didn't care about shit like that. But it was hard because, you know, you're, you want to, you just, you'd like to go to school and not have to think about, oh my God, I'm going to get out of the car now and everyone's going to call me names. It would just have been nice to just get out go to school, no one pays any attention to you. But you know, there were these, these girls that were just nasty, and, you know, would ignore you. I mean, and my mother was like, you have to hang around with Jews. I'm like, they're all assholes. They're assholes. (laughs) So, um, you know, I didn't really, but we did go to synagogue every week. I did go to Hebrew school that, you know, it was, you know, it's hard. You're, you're, you're assimilated and yet you still have this other identity. We were kosher. We celebrated, you know, all of the holidays. I'm, but I didn't really hang around with a lot of Jewish people because they weren't very nice. So, um, but I think if I had looked normal, you know, you know, a lot of people talk about body and body and body and body. But when you're defined from the earliest, I mean, I was taller than my teachers in like fifth grade. When you're defined by your body, like that's all people see, that's all people comment about, that is like your identifier. I mean, it's really annoying and hard because yeah. you can't help it. You yeah. know what I mean? You, there's like, I can't, I'm not going to shrink, you fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, but Did you, whatever. Were you subject? I'm 5'10", by the way, which is not six feet by any stretch of the imagination. But I was definitely the tallest kid. Oh, wow. I'm I'm 6'2 now. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. right? I was the tallest kid in my class for a while. And then when I, then not being in the, the dead center back row of school pictures was so jarring to right, me because right. I was so used to always being right, back right. there. But, but, uh, but even me, and I'm not even that tall, like definitely always ask like so you play volleyball so you oh play do basketball? you play basketball like, you play. you've got yeah. to use the only thing your height is good for <laughs> is playing a sport you know i was about six three when i graduated high school and it was constantly why are you on the basketball and i was in the marching band i mean I, it couldn't have been nerdier but i mean you're five ten so like t- people would treat you differently like you you were older or you yes. didn't have feel like you weren't a child. People did not yeah. treat you like a child. You know, my mother was like a huge cheerleader, but what's so funny is my son Ben is six foot eight and he plays basketball and he had the complete opposite experience. I mean, he grew up in New York City, but the complete opposite, like so confident, so athletic, so outgoing, but the one thing was, he's like, mommy, I, you know, he's, he would get in trouble at school for shit he didn't do. I said, you're the biggest one in the class. Hmm. And when the teacher turns around, you're always going to get blamed. And that, yeah. 
and you're, you know, funny and goofy. So you're going to get yeah. your all. And that's true. I would be like Judith. And I'm like, I didn't even fucking do anything, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> but it really taking up a lot of space at such a young age and having to deal with that and you're female. It's a lot. It's a lot. Definitely a has lot. had. But I, you know, I know we talk about growing up. So I, I don't know what grade we're getting to, but I, I do have something I have to show you. So I have. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. Tell me, t- show me the, t- tell me and show okay, me. Okay. So I don't know if you see these candlesticks over yeah, here. The ones just right over. Yeah. Right. Over your shoulder. Yeah. Okay. So I'm at my house in Provincetown, Massachusetts. And when I bought this house in 1994, okay, my mother says to me, oh, I have a housewarming gift for you. And (laughs) she gives me these candlesticks and I made them in seventh grade shop. Those are really great. Right? Aren't they cute? Holy shit. That is the last thing I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to be like, these were handed down. No, no, no. Genera- like, those are totally badass. Can you believe? And she would save, like, all, I and I did the same thing. I just threw out a whole bunch of the kids' shit. But, like, that macaroni art you used to make with yeah. the box, and you put the macaronis on, and then you'd spray paint it. Gold. She, that was her jewelry box. I mean, she, everything. And I do the same exact thing. That's lovely. That's yeah. so lovely. I my, I think my parents were more like my dad is very precious about photographs, but mm-hmm. um, there's there was definitely a period of time when like you know I moved out and went to college, and he was like, "Here's a box of stuff from when you were a kid. It's up to you now." <laughs> like, no, I know. Isn't great. that such a burden? I'm done. I'm gonna go ahead and turn this room into something else, and and you know it's fine. And you're like, but I'm still a child. I'm still your yeah. child. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but then you go to the house and it's like, you would think I died. There right. are so many photos of me there. So right. it's like, okay, he has, and he's a right. photographer. So you know what I mean? Like oh, where he is? you sort of place your value. No, that's so great. Is he a professional photographer? Well, you know what? He's a, So he was a, he was my high school senior English teacher. Your father? My father was. And uh, I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Wow. What'd you get in that class? Girl, you know I got an A. Come on. But only because I was good at the things that I genetically was predisposed to be or, yeah. Would he get on your ass for, you know, the home, or like what homework are you doing? And, you know, there's a test tomorrow and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, kind, kind of. But again, like, because he because it was like a senior honors class and we had sort of made it Okay, you had to put it, and yeah, everyone you had to liked put in the it. Like, he was a fun, yeah. Yeah. he's like a fun weirdo teacher where, yeah. like, we, we did it, th- we did it, he would have everyone write in a group a rendition of the Canterbury Tales, but it was oh. called the strawberry tales right. and it's predicated on the idea that people are stuck on an escalator waiting to go see daryl strawberry play oh that's funny oh so it's that's like very, so very you know very creative. cheeky and yeah. like yeah he was a he was definitely a, a a latent comedian if not an overt comedian right but um but i mean but like so he ended up writing books about uh ghost towns and mining camps and like practical guides to like the history of the southwest and stuff Mm and so he i don't know if he was a photographer before that or what but he got really great at it and was like the photographer for his own books and stuff and Mm so um so i think that's like you sort of figure out like what where people place their values based on like that's a high form of art like that's a great way to capture memories like maybe i don't need the little paper plate that you drew your hand on and made it to a thanksgiving turkey you know what i mean but i'm also curious for you like how 
first of all, were you, were, how was your posture? Were you like trying oh, no. to take up less space? Judith, stand you know up straight. I mean? Stand yeah. up straight. Stand up. And to this day, I like, I kind of hunch over. Um, but yeah, and I don't know, I don't think I did it on purpose uh, as much as, you can't hear people like you're walking down the street with your friends and they're talking down here like at a party i yeah. always have to bend down to hear what the fuck people are saying yeah so, and the world is made for smaller small people, people anyway yeah like you know you can sort of look around and go oh. i mean toilet seats yeah aren't toilet seats the fuck it's like come on yeah. i'm not fucking doing a <laughs> squat i'm not doing a deep squat i just want to take have a you ever been pee. to japan because that was the very hardest oh for no me. i've never I was been like, no. there there are there are there are there are old school uh, toilets. I'm sure this exists elsewhere, but this is the only time I ever experienced it was in Tokyo. But like they're just in the ground. I mean, they're just it, uh, no. It's I a can't. nice clean, but you're just you're just down. Right. No. All the way not down. happening. Also, uh, <laughs> um, like I bought I bought for the beach these you know seats for like beach chairs for tall people. I can't. First of all, I'm all leg. Most of it is leg. So, and I had a total knee replacement. I'm getting the other one done November 20th. Yeah. Tall people do not live as long as short people. Um, we, and and it's it's a lot. Like I get off a plane, I can't walk. You know, like I drive to a gig four hours. Uh, it takes me like three minutes when I get out of the car to like sort of distribute my weight and be able to it's just it's a lot it's yeah we take up a lot of space and our body goes through a lot yeah. do you know what i mean yeah but you're really I have hey, a, you're thin uh well listen I, I will say i have and possibly and when i'm thinking about it i'm like god i think they're all sort of comedy or comedy adjacent but i do have like a lot of friends who are in the like six six to seven yeah. feet range and a lot of them are I, th I think it's predominantly like you're either maybe you are in athletics or you end up in comedy because right. uh, I would say there's it's a disproportionate amount of tall friends yes. to like the whole rest of my life up to that at right. the point where I got into comedy I gotta you know? tell you having a child and them surpassing you in height is I mean I, I and someone just told me that uh, someone here in Provincetown uh, said, I have to tell you, I was at, oh yeah, I was at a uh, piano bar. And this guy said, I used to see you at the Provincetown Inn with your kids. And um, your younger son was like, you know, he was always big for his age. Like I was always big for my age. And so um, your younger son, I thought he was older and he said, no, I, I'm, you know, this age and I'm going to be tall like my mommy. And I was like, oh, my God. And now mm. he surpassed me. Oh, but I have to tell you this story. This is the other tell thing. Me. I'm not thin. I'm like, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm not fat, but I'm just average or whatever I should be like, you know. I was going to say I, you're you're tall. Like if you were incredibly thin you would be dead by now right and i also <laughs> I think that would be so unhealthy and i'm big. in so many ways yeah i have very yeah. broad shoulders and i you know i lift weight i do i work out all the time and everything i play tennis i do not play basketball but i do like <laughs> i used to like it but whatever it doesn't matter i never play so um so i've been telling this in my act lately um because 
so I was a size, you know, I was a size 12 shoe when I was 12. So every time the teacher would be like, act your age, not your shoe size, I was like, same thing. I'm now like a 12 and a half. And so I tell this story on stage now because I feel like people don't understand what it's like to be a woman um, in this world who doesn't look like other women. So I tell the story now on stage that, you know, and this is true. When I was a little girl, um, there, first of all, my mother made a lot of my clothes and then I would get, you know, ridiculed for that. Um, but there were no shoe stores that carried my shoe size, except for this one store in New York city called tall gals shoes. And it was across from the New York public library. And I was the fourth generation of my family to go there because my mother was like an 11 and a half, four A's, really thin. And my grandmother was an 11. And I guess my my great grandmother had a big feet too. And so we would go on these pilgrimages to the shoe store. And and I just, I swear to God, I was just talking to someone else who, after my show the other night, who's like, I went there too. Oh my God. <laughs> and I said, remember they used to put, you know, they, they had like a elevator where you put the, the kind, the shoe and the size and it would suck down to the basement. Oh yeah. And like then, a pneumatic tube. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Thing? And then, yeah. The, then on the, uh, whatever that elevator, that what's it called? A not like a, regu- a dumbwaiter kind yeah, of thing? Dumbwaiter like a, yeah, dumbwaiter would come up with your shoe. Anyway. That's really funny. So um, I said, I, I tell the story, you know, that I could never wear shoes that look like anyone else's shoes. They did not make my shoe size. And about 13 years ago, um, I, online, I get online and there's all these websites for women with large feet and beautiful shoes, like beautiful. And what happened about 13 years ago, RuPaul's Drag Race. I was going to ask you, I was going to say, please don't tell me it's because it's definitely, it took took boys needing those shoes. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. That's exactly the way the world works. I knew it, I knew it. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And that's the way it works. Yeah. But now, um, because I hated my shoes growing up so much, um, and I, all I wanted was like Pumas and Adidas, you know, and my mother's like, we're not spending that money. Now I wear all my vintage sneakers. I buy like PF flyers and pro keds. And that's what I love to wear on my feet. Were you ever buying boy shoes? Like if you liked athletic shoes like that? Yeah. Sometimes they're too wide. Yeah, they're very wide. But yeah, sometimes I had to, yeah, I would buy like for marching band, um, I would have to buy like the bucks, the white bucks, the, yeah. And then the women, the girls shoes that I bought, I have hammer toes now from, you know, trying to shove my toes into the, it's awful. It's awful. But yeah. What did you play in marching band, by the way? I played clarinet. Um, so as you can tell, again, the most popular instrument in the band. So I really, you know, I really just, I was so cool. I mean, clarinet is officially nerd instrument. It is. Okay. Cause that's, yeah, that's my question is like, what's cool versus what's is like, oh yeah. Um, the drums were cool, but you know, it was very gendered. So, (laughs) but clarinet, you don't look cool playing a clarinet like you're you're like "Mm," you know your face is (laughs) 
And I mean, the cool like brass sacks there, you know, but clarinet okay. is just, um, <laughs> but yeah. And then I, I ended up being a music major in college too. So I play piano and clarinet really. Okay. So the, so the clarinet took you through into college. I played in the orchestra the piano in college. Okay. Um, I mean, I really wanted to play the French horn, but they okay. didn't have any French horns, uh, available to rent. Uh -huh. When I started playing, and it's just so fucking annoying. So yeah, I played, <laughs> but I played in the orchestra. I don't. I mean, I don't really play that much anymore. But um, I d oh, I did Shakespeare in the Park in 2016, and I did play clarinet in that. So I mean, I can I remember some stuff, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I play piano way like is a lot. Got it. Shakespeare in the Park. That's very cool. What yeah. was the production? It was the all-female uh, Taming of the Shrew. It was oh, fucking amazing. Great. It was amazing. Oh, God. I would have loved to have seen yeah, that. Yeah, it was so fucking good. That is awesome. And to just perform in Central Park, you know, yeah. these 2,000 people. It was fucking great. Yeah. I need and, to. I, that yeah. is not an experience that I have had as a West Coaster. As much as I love New York, it's just I've never, whether it's been going on or not, like, I was just wasn't aware enough to like go and see something. And right. I got to I got to remedy Wait, did that. you remedy so that. did you go to U of A? I didn't. I went as far away in Arizona oh, okay. as I could, um, which was Flagstaff. Yes. Uh, just a little college up there. And then I and then I left in the middle of school and went to San Francisco and established residency so I could live there. I just wanted to live there without right. any plan at all. I right. was like, I just I, as long I as I'm there, I'll be fine. Right. So, and then so. I mean, I, I hesitate to ask. I feel like I know what the answer is going to be, but like, what is what is love life for Judy Gold as a as a high school student? Like, is it happening? Oh my god, it... are you kidding? <laughs> I, I didn't ask. go to the prom. I had to ask. I didn't go to the prom. Uh, I did make out with girls. Um, you did, yeah. So there were girls who were like everybody. Okay, this that makes me happy. Yeah, but it was you know very secret. No one could ever yeah. know anything. And... Is it predicated in the idea of like, I say this as a kid who uh, played a lot of doctor um, as a very horny child, right, like a right, child, like right. I was like, how was I that horny when I was like six? Right. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but there was a lot of like, let's play boyfriend, girlfriend. Let's da, da, da. Oh, no, and I, feel I was like not interested you, it in was the boyfriend. Like, let's... I remember. But like... I mean, girls playing boyfriend. Girlfriend. No, no, no. Do you know what I mean? It like wasn't figuring like out how to like no, because... make it okay. No, because you couldn't, you couldn't trust anyone. You couldn't yeah. tell anyone. You couldn't, yeah. no one talked about it. It was like the, yeah. if that, if anyone at that, I mean, this is the seventies, like it's still a mental illness. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah. So it, it, yeah, it wasn't like, no, not at all. But I do, I do remember as a very young girl, um, you know, I I knew I was different. Like I knew I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to hang around with that girl over there, you know, and just be with yeah. her all the fucking time. And I want to mow the lawn and I want to, you know, like I just, and you know, you know, but you really don't know what it is until you go through adolescence and you're like, oh, and you, you know that, you know, without anyone telling you that you can't tell anyone that this hmm. is like an abomination. And hmm. the thing that's so fascinating is that kids 
today still feel like, oh, I can't tell anyone. And that is so, it's the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling. How am I going to tell my parents? And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be. I mean, it was depressing to find out both of my sons were straight. That was a very Uh horrible blow. Um, (laughs) Well, how were your parents? Like, what was, when did you have that conversation with your parents? Well, I assume you did. I didn't, Janet. So anyway, I, no, my father died when I was 27. Yeah. But he had asked me before, uh, maybe a year or two before, um, and I just was like, ah, I didn't say, I just like, no, you know, and, and, um, and I, we, you know, all my friends were gay and, and people knew I was gay, you know, my close friends. Um, I wasn't out on stage until Henry was born. So 1996, I came out on stage, but, um, I remember when my mother found out, I think I was like 30, oh, it must've been earlier i don't know but um but she someone came over and met and said something uh, someone was visiting and said something and then <laughs> they left and my mother's like i knew it <laughs> i knew it why did you lie to your father i said ma i just didn't i didn't lie i just wasn't i was sleeping when he called and i couldn't deal with it and i was in a she's and um and she's like this is why i'm depressed i'm like no it's not this is not why you're depressed you were depressed way before this but she never shunned me or like it wasn't like i'm never talking to you again but it was so funny because when henry was born my sister got married and Henry was a little baby and we're at the wedding. My aunt says to my neighbors who were invited, my aunt says, oh, how do you know Jane? And she said, oh, well, we're Henry's godparents. And she said, who's Henry? And I said to my mother, if you don't fucking tell people that I, you know, that Sharon and I had a kid, I'm going to yeah. fucking, and so... Well, I, they didn't ask. I'm like, no one's going to ask. You know, it was ridiculous. So I said, you're never going to see Henry again if you, you know. And so then, you know, she she <sighs> was out about it. But they were all really pissed at her. Like, everyone was like, I wish I would. I, I, you know, they don't care at all. Right. And she has friends that were that, you know, they're I go, Doris Kalish's son is gay. She's like, well, yeah. she doesn't bring it up. I'm not going to bring it. I mean, like, it was just it's that generation. Yeah, Um, that's what I was going to ask is like, is that something that comes from like, is her discomfort coming from a place that's that's true to her own beliefs? Or is it purely social? Is there just this sort of I think it's like so I think she you know, if she met someone, you know, who wasn't her daughter, who was a lesbian, she wouldn't, you know, she'd be like, oh, you know, she's a lesbian. But um, (laughs) but uh yeah so it was just oh my god what what's everyone gonna think or so when when madonna had lourdes right i was lourdes and henry had the same due date and i started working on the rosie o'donnell show um maybe a month after henry was born and so she was having madonna on as a guest and all the papers were like she's bringing lourdes she's bringing lourdes and she wasn't bringing lourdes so um 
Andy Lassner, who was the producer of Ellen, he says, listen, do you think we can use Henry as a stand-in baby and Madonna will bring no. him out and will fake that it's Lourdes and then she'll, you know, say, Rosie, this, I'm not bringing Lourdes. Uh -huh. <laughs> so uh, we said yes. And I mean, this is before 9-11. So it's like, you know, Sharon brings Henry to 30 Rock, the fucking paparazzi, like trying to get in the elevator. There's no... They thought that Sharon was the nanny um, mm -hmm. and was carrying all over, cameras in her face. And then Madonna's holding the baby backstage. I'm like, oh, he loves it when you sing to him. And then she starts singing to him and he starts crying. So that was good. And then, <laughs> and then um, Rosie calls out Madonna and she's carrying this baby and everyone's like, ah, ah, and, and Rosie's like, oh, that baby is so cute. And she's like, I know so cute and then rosie's like but that's not your baby i know but everyone thought i was bringing and then i go and get henry from madonna and you know this is the peak of the rosie o'donnell show then my mother's phone is ringing off the oh, judith that's... has a, uh, a baby <laughs> i didn't know she was i didn't know judith had... and so then she had to explain and then my first album is called judith's roommate had a baby because that's exactly what she would tell people judith's roommate had a baby and judith adopted it and i was like oh, yeah ma. yeah we were splitting the rent i was like oh i should probably pay for half of that kid if you're gonna have the kid i mean like it was so fucking ridiculous so i had a yeah. whole bit about it and um yeah, so that's how a lot of people found out too. <laughs> that is an extraordinarily specific and very flashy story. I know, to be able and to tell. I have, and the New York Post <laughs> had a whole bit had a picture of Madonna holding Henry, and it said "Oh Henry" on the front page. Oh, uh, okay, so everyone by that point knew, and like right. it was a whole, it was a whole thing, right? And then yeah, my sorry, mother had Mom. to yeah that's the sorry, biggest Mike, outing of a secret of all time i mean my my brother-in-law is israeli right and um he had a moving company but you know for our you know educated you know snotty family people be like oh what does jacob do and my mother would be like oh he's in computers i'm like ma he has a computer okay <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's a hard. Those are those are hard conversations to yeah. have with, especially yeah. with parents about like just the, it's 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 this, a very yeah it's just like a mild version of the worst of things now in politics, which is like I don't even know where to start. Like where I don't right. know how to have this conversation right. because I can't. All I want to say is what? <laughs> Why are but you doing this? Yeah, it's you don't need like, this. You don't need to do this. But it's also like who cares what other people think like yeah. who the fuck who fuck them if they're gonna yeah. be assholes to you because your daughter's a big dyke then fuck them yeah 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 fucking assholes fucking assholes so my my brother lives in scottsdale and his both oh, of his nice. kids were brought up there and they both went to u of a for free okay. because they were both valedictorians yeah. of that's what happened class. to me but that's why i oh. was like what's where's the far away and now i was salutatory and i don't want to give you the wrong impression oh sorry um like purely by virtue of i mean i don't know i don't know that i was a great student oh but... god shut up janet you fucking asshole and then um <laughs> oh, i'm just saying i was salutatorian i just want you to i want you to get an impression of the 
the level of education at my school. My dad right. would kill me for saying that. Um, no, I genuinely did not know I was salutatorian. Like they were like, and you're graduating second from four. There were four valedictorians and they were wow. like, and then you. And I was like, what is a salutatorian? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. Well, they, um, they were both uh, valedictorians of their college. Uh, classes as there well. There you go. So, all right. Did they like the U of A? I mean, my my nephew went to McGill, and then it was too cold. So then it was free. They didn't have to yeah. pay anything. Yeah, so it's a good I guess school. It's, it's a, a really good school. Good school. To go to yeah, for free. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Tucson now. I was definitely the kid that was like, yeah. "Get me out of here." Right. Uh, of course. Had to like, you know, you come back, and now you have all the good feelings about right. it because you don't, you're not stuck there. Right. Oh, oh! It's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. What is up, people of the world? Do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it? And you're sitting there arguing about whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, or you can't decide what is the best nut, or can't agree on what is the best cheese. Stop doing that. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal only on Max Fun. Your topics asked and answered objectively, definitively, for all time. So don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, however, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past, as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that. But and our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine, right here on Maximum Fun. Just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. Have you ever played MASH before? Did you ever play this? This is a this is an old old game. Uh, mansion, apartment, shack, and house is what it stands for, and this okay. is just like a no. way to like kill time as a kid. Okay. Um, but basically, this is a wish fulfillment scenario. So what I'm okay. going to do is I'm going to create this alternate universe Judy Gold life. Okay. In which the all of these things are possible. Okay. Uh, and at the end, you'll you'll end up with you'll win one thing from each category. So okay. you'll see. So we're building this alternate universe life for Judy Gold. Let me ask you for three places in the world you would like to have another home if we could just sort of, you know, teleport you there. Um, and you can go there whenever you want. Well, I have this home, but I'd like it to be bigger. I mean, can I say I want to be where I am now, but I want a bigger house, or do I have to go to a new? This is a first, and I'm very, I'm, I'm very interested in. It. Okay, so I'm putting in Provincetown. Provincetown, but yeah, I need a bigger house. I want it to be on the water, a block from the water. This is like... a risk. This is a risk because the mansion, apartment, shack, house portion is built in, and it's going to be b- luck of the draw. So you might end up with a shack in Provincetown instead of a mansion. No, I don't want a mansion. I don't want a mansion. I just you want... might get a mansion, Judy. Okay, 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 rules. whatever. Okay, Provincetown. Okay, you might. We're gonna see what happens with that. Give me okay. two other places. Um, hmm. I know this is not good for right now, but I would like to. I would like to have a place in Israel. Great. Okay, I need something in warm climate. Does it matter how hard it is to get there? 
No, because I'm teleporting you there, remember? Okay. So if you, if you um, want a place in New Zealand that you can just go to and be there for only two days, you've got zero jet lag because you're just zing, zipping over there and back. I'm going to go with Italy. Great. Mm, and... No, I said three. Oh, fuck. You're done. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I need like... No. You can swap. I think we need to swap out Provincetown because you got your house in Provincetown. Okay, all right. So why don't we do... Um... I mean, people love Greece. I've never been there. I know. I was going to say Greece instead of... Yeah. But I've never been. Let's put Greece on there and it'll be your fantasy of whatever you okay, think Greece okay, is okay. in this reality. Right. It is that. Okay. Uh, three foods that in this reality we're creating for you. There's zero ramifications. You can eat as much of it as you want for as long as you want or you know have a bite it's fine but we're going to give it to you at the snap of your fingers it can be something very specific like there's this one you know pastry i had in israel one time or it could be like pizza but three things we're removing all the negatives and giving you it whenever you want three challah great with butter great Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, stuffed cabbage with Sweet and sour red cabbage. Okay. (laughs) Okay. um, What else do I fucking love more than anything in the... I mean, I I would do a dessert. I don't want a dessert. Um, I'm going to go with a coffee ice cream with chocolate ice cream, hot fudge. Mm Mm-hmm. And homemade whipped cream. Great, boy! You went, but I yeah. really you went, want the you coffee. Went sweet, but yeah, I, I, you know, no, no, this is great. This is great. Okay, all right. All due respect to your lover. In this mash game, there's always some romance. There's always some sexy times. Uh, in this alternate universe, your paths don't cross. It, it just isn't gonna. Ha- it just right. it doesn't happen. Three people, any time, any era, cartoons, book characters from books, don't care. Whatever you want. Three people you want to have some romance or sexy times with. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <sighs> this is hard. <laughs> I would go with Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yes. I mean, come on. I mean, I'd love to hang out with Eleanor Roosevelt, but I don't want to, you know, finger yeah. her or anything. I'll tell so. you what. <laughs> we'll do a category that's like buddies. Buddies from any era, any time. I can do. Uh, is that what we're doing? We'll do now? a separate category. Oh, all right. We'll do a separate so, category. Okay, so okay, okay. I can uh, I can preload that. I'm with gonna Eleanor do and, yeah. uh, Audrey Hepburn. Um, I kind of have to say Barbara Eden when she was on Bewitched because um, she was Wait, like my. F- I dream of Jeannie. I mean, I dream of Jeannie yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. she was my first. Like, oh my god. Yeah. And then who else? Let's let's think of someone current. Who's really smart and gorgeous? Um, wow. I mean, Amal Clooney is fucking. Sure. Sure. Right? Yeah. Okay, I'll go with Amal Clooney, even though she's not Jewish. Uh, are Barbara Eden or Audrey Hepburn Jewish? No. Yeah. I can't believe it. I didn't even pick a Jew. Okay, but I have buddies. I have buddies that I'm allowed to hang out with. That's right. You got Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor one. is one of my f- closest friends. Yes. Give me two um, more. Barry Manilow. Oh, great. Yes. I, I would love to fucking hang out. I love him, and I just make him play piano for me all the fucking time. Absolutely. Um, and let's say another friend, buddy, that I hang out with. Who's like a thinker? I need a thinker. 
the problem with that for me is that I start worrying that those people maybe weren't as fun to be like people like when someone's like Dorothy Parker in the vicious circle I'm like yes but she's vicious right uh, um oh you could do okay let's see um oh I know who I'd like to hang out with yeah Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh great we got there yes absolutely okay. absolutely fantastic okay great all right, next one. Three movies that you can jump into whenever you want. You're not reliving the plot. You're just living in that environment that that movie created for you. So it's it, it feels good. It's, you know, whatever that is. It could be very fantasy-based or it could okay. be, you know, the New York of blank movie kind of okay. thing. Okay. Um, goodbye, Columbus. Great. Rear Window. Oh, yes. Waiting for Guffman. Great, great, great. Love these choices. Okay. Next one, three skills that you would love to wake up with tomorrow and you just sort of downloaded them Matrix style. Like, I'm amazing at this. As of today, I'm amazing at this. Three. Sign language. Great. I want to speak another language. Um, Hebrew. Great. And I want to be able to... Oh, professional tennis player. I was I was hoping for that to be honest. With you. Yeah. After you said you played tennis, I was like, let me see some. Yeah. Let me see some of that tennis coming into play. Uh, okay, great. Two categories remain. This next category: three things that, for whatever reason, this isn't a skill thing. It's more like an experience thing. Like, is there a style of clothes that you were like, man, I wish I had given that a whirl or like oh if I felt I felt too tall to wear blah 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 like kind of we were talking about the shoes like this is sort of stripping all of that away everything is everything and it's just the sort of like experience or a style or something that you get to have and cherish or just love once that uh that in this reality you didn't let yourself do or you felt uncomfortable doing okay. or you you know what I mean okay that's very vague but I feel all like right so answers. well one is and I've never been able to do this I cannot wear high heels and my feet are all fucked up I have an extra bone but I I have never been able to walk in a high heel and I would fucking love to be able to walk in high heels. Okay. That's right. that. Here's yeah. another thing I really wish I could do. And I can't do, you know, how people, um, can sit back where their ass is on their ankle and they're mm -hmm. be, like, yeah, like they're just like folded up. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't, I've never been able to do that. I want to be able to do that. Great. Um, and then what's another thing? that I'd love to be able to do that I don't know how to do. I know how to drive a stick. Um, mm -hmm. Is there like an experience, like a like a like if I didn't have the feelings I have attached to skydiving, I'd like to have the experience other people describe when they go skydiving because that sounds cool. But like this version of me will never do that. Or um, you know what I mean? Or like I'd love to scuba dive if I didn't have to learn how and I weren't uh, a little bit claustrophobic, like that kind of thing. I think I'd love to learn how to know how to fly a plane. Great. Perfect. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. This So this is brand new. Never, I've never come up with this before. This is based on the, the early part of our conversation. Three nicknames that you would like to have been known as or to be known as. Like, 
Oh, you know? okay, okay. Um, like you know, you know, genius over there. Like blah blah blah. Like we're we're wiping away the bullshit of like the fucking. Right. Okay, or- got, yeah. I still don't get Orca. I'm I'm I know by Orca. I'm stupid. Claude. Um. Okay. How about um? Well, Smarty Pants isn't as good as Genius. I like Genius. I would love Genius. Um. I would love Miss Muscular. Miss Muscular. Um, and I like smart. I like, and I, I mean, I definitely. What about just like talent. badass? Yeah. Um, badass over here. Yeah. Badass is good. I like badass. I feel like people probably do describe you as that, but. A badass. Man, she's such a badass. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. For like, like, say, like saying things that, you know, uh, people uh, that... are like, I'm so glad she said that for me so that like, I'm not the only person who feels that all that kind of stuff. You know, some of that right. stuff is. There's there's a there's a lot of value and bravery um in the in the eyes of other people for that stuff. Uh give me a number between 1 and 10. 7. All right, great. You knew I was going to say two. 7. Well, clearly I'm a psychic. Clearly right. I'm a psychic. All right, I'm going to do some tabulations uh, okay. to not even be described as math. Should I do the Jeopardy? I'm a love, I would love some music, but B, also a great opportunity for you to remind people where to find your podcast, okay. where to find your tour dates, all that kind of stuff. Right. This is great. This is a great moment for that as well. So everyone, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and everything at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, because I'm Jewish. So that's at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y. Also, my website, JudyGold.com, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. I'm going to tell you some of my dates that you need to come and hang out with me at. Um, November 11th, I'm at the uh, Marcus Jewish Community Center of Atlanta. Atlanta. And then let's see where else I have some galas. I have. Where else I've literally I... never been able to say the word. I have the words. I have some galas. You know That's that I host. I host the galas. That's great. Um, That's great. But I, you know, I'm going to be a little bit out of it because on November 20th, I'm getting a total knee replacement. So, um, yeah, enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 But the first one went well. I mean, it's better, right? Uh, it didn't go well, but whatever. Oh, God damn it. But it's, so wait, you're it's getting done. the same thing on to the other knee that you're getting that you had to the other knee that you're like, eh. yeah, but now it's so many, it's so much later, you know, it's 12 years later. So it's a whole different, whole different ball yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. This is okay. good to hear. So, and my right. podcast is called kill me now. It's wherever you can get your podcasts and it's great. So fucking listen to my podcast, you assholes. So fucking and I'm in listen the, to my podcast. I'm in the films. She came to me with, uh, Anne Hathaway and Marissa Tomai may, I hate when people say Tomai and, uh, Peter Dinklage. And then I'm also in this new movie called tripped up about, um, a young chef and that's it. Yeah. That's a, that's uh I, I would say that's impressively okay. possibly Thank a lot. Thank you. Thank you. And I say that also knowing that these other impressive things about you are 100% true in this mash world that we have created for you. Okay. Uh first of all, I want to congratulate you on your beautiful apartment in Greece. Oh, Just a thank beautiful you. Apartment in Greece. I love, Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, Just I love some beautiful, it. Beautiful beautiful weather, some some cerulean water, yeah. that's a word. Yeah. Um so that's happening. You have a beautiful apartment in Greece uh, where there or anywhere at any time, I want you to know you have unlimited access 
with zero ramifications. You're not going to feel sick. You're nothing. All good with your coffee ice cream, mm. your chocolate ice cream, your hot fudge, and your homemade whipped cream. Oh, yeah. So that's that's also happening. That sounds- Yeah, uh, baby. This is sounding very decadent and yeah, wonderful I in general. Yeah, I love that. You want to prance around on those uh, Grecian hilly streets in your high heels? Zero pain. Yeah. It'd be great. Oh, I can't wait. It's as comfortable as wearing a sneaker right. in this reality that we've made. I don't know if you're going to play pro tennis in your high heels, right. but you could because you are a pro tennis player. Yes, that's right. I am. Which is funny because despite the fact that you are, of course, known and beloved as a pro tennis player, still people insist on calling you Miss Muscular. Oh, I know. I know. Miss Muscular. I what know. are you going to do? You got a you got a lot of pros. You got yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. Um. You also can jump into the movie Rear Window whenever you want. Oh. Um. I'm glad that's my favorite one of the ones that you said. That makes me very happy. Uh. You are dear, dear friends with Barry Manilow. Oh, I. And that leaves us with your smoking hot romance. With a I Dream of Jeannie era Barbara Eden. Oh, God, yes. And her adorable midriff. Yeah. Where do we live? Um, I mean, listen, oh. listen. You live you live where you live, but you got your apartment in Greece Right. As well. Right. Okay, gotcha. So, not bad. I this like it. This is pretty sweet. This, this turned out pretty well yeah. for you, Miss Muscular. I know. It's Fantastic. just hard because I'm so toned. Yeah, you know? I know. It's got to be really tough. And and just people are constantly like, oh, my God. Can I touch your sick? Yes. Uh, can you? Can yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's it's don't hard. Let, you know what? It's still it's still your body. Right. Don't let them do anything you don't want. No, to. I'm not. No. Yeah. And say no to those selfies once in a while. You know what I mean? You can, you deserve you deserve your privacy. You deserve your privacy. I know. It's too much. It's too much. It's it's, you know, but a lot of people want to be seen with me. And yes. So I get it. Yes. On and off the courts. Yeah. Judy Gold, this concludes the JV Club with Janet Varney and our special guest, Judy Gold. Thank you so much for doing it. Janet Varney, so great to hang out with you. This is very fun. Thank you for having me. This is very fun. Everybody, check out all of the things while I privately offline ask Judy how all of those actors were to work with. That is none of anyone else's business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, you're number one. We could save kittens from trees. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.